and we're back. Welcome to the Forbidden Cinema Going Deeper on Wild Things. Hello. I'm Zach. I'm Jenny. My darling wife. Sorry. <laughs> yes, I just la- had to. <laughs> yes, Leslo. <laughs> okay, guys. We've probably brought that up on this podcast before, but if you are not watching what we do in the shadows, turn this podcast off. Go watch Go it. binge it, and we'll be right here when you leave, when you come back. Yes, so good. Amazing. All right, so going deeper on wild things. Yes. So, babe, you have anything before I get into my surprisingly exhaustive? You, you notes? have a robust list, so it is I'm, wild. I'm I'm gonna really let you like. Um, we did mention that we went this entire episode without talking about Kevin Dillon, um, which is crazy. But we'll see if that fits into. Your uh, your notes anywhere. I really didn't bring much up on the life and career of Kevin Dillon, but uh, yeah, uh, I guess we watched Entourage and yay. <laughs> well, but I honestly think that this is just completely side. But when well, I was talking about Matt Dillon and there's something about Mary and he has a totally different vibe. Like he's got a teeth thing going on. The same or- year. He's kind of doing his own brother. He's kind of doing a Matt Dillon. Oh, my goodness. I mean, a Kevin Dillon. He kind of is. I haven't seen that since 1998, so I might have to check that back into that. I I really think, yeah, like we we should look at it because I think that Matt Dillon is channeling Kevin before Kevin even gets a chance to be Kevin. Do we add there's something about Mary? Because that would have been before you turned 18. Oh, I remember it being like the whole like cum gel was a... (laughs) (laughs) that was a huge talking point but anyway all right on to your notes so my notes uh you mentioned mom walking in and i just it's a good thing that my mom kind of cramered into my bedroom just any time that she felt (laughs) like it it's a really good thing that i didn't really develop certain habits until much later on in in uh in college and yeah when I came back from college, you sort of college, you get in the habit of just locking your door when you go back into your dorm room. Yeah, of course. And yeah, my mom did completely run into my door and fall <laughs> over one time about two weeks after coming home from college the first time. So just face planted into my door and, and I came out to find her in the hallway. <laughs> yeah, I um, definitely had a, a person on my hall. Not the person who burned the hole in their TV, but across the hall that would just thought they could walk in like that. And I definitely had heard her head hit our door multiple (laughs) times because like, dude, you can't do that. Um, And also once I locked myself in my own dorm room by leaving my keys in the lock on the outside. (laughs) Like I had to call my friend and like I heard her laughing on the other side of the door. (laughs) That's amazing. Like, I left the keys and flipped it, and it held it in place. I couldn't get out. If we discussed on this that my sophomore year in college, I was in the corner room. And the corner room, they like specifically mentioned the corner room, but they didn't mention about the corner room was that it was a foot shorter than the other room, so the bed actually didn't fit in the nook yeah. they made for the bed, <laughs> so it was tilted sideways. The corner room had been a uh, closet in Got it. Iterations. I had a corner room, but it was... 
like a bigger room because it was a corner room. Oh, senior year, I had a two-person room. It was just me. It had two closets. I, mean, I had a three-person room, uh, like for pretty much half of sophomore, junior, and senior. Like that usually involves somebody dying or somebody getting kicked out or something. No, no, I did like my last year. It's like a dead man on campus situation. It kind of seems like I did pull pull some some whatever the last the last year because they were like yeah you're gonna have a roommate i was like uh no <laughs> not had a roommate this entire time my dad was friends with the the chancellor or whatever and he liked me a lot too it was the only time i ever was like um yeah no <laughs> not having a roommate my last year of school but i've had this has been my room my room for three years all right so we're going to go straight into natural nashville bachelor party barges okay or bachelorette party, sorry, bachelorette party. There are many boats where you can have a bachelorette party. Oh, there are boats. There are boats. There are a plethora of boats. I feel if you that's will. really an undersung um, amenity. I know. I, I mean, didn't know there were boats. We don't really hang out in various party coves on we lakes. We don't. And but you we hear people really... talk about like all that stuff. I mean, all the party, the party tractors, and the pedal taverns, and the the hot tubs, and and all that stuff. I mean, we did just notice they installed a uh, school zone for the first time ever in front of your old high school. Right, which is on Broadway in in, in, in Nashville. So, like, We're yeah. pretty sure that's probably that's to legislate the, uh, the, the pedal tavern and the party is. buses away. It probably is. That, that would make a lot. That, that's a good move. I mean, yeah. there should be a school zone there. There are children about. It's impossible to drive more than 25 miles an hour in front of your school. It's it's barely possible to drive three miles an hour. I mean, I mean maybe if you're on a line, it's probably scooter. a block that they've got it. But yeah, that they probably create some sort of statutes. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you're like on a lime scooter and your Daisy Dukes like flashing and trying to drink two white claws with each hand, that maybe you they probably can, arrest can go you faster. Now. Yeah, you probably can. You got open container in a school zone. <laughs> that probably have, has some hefty weight. Right, those are probably some serious serious uh, fines associated. Yeah, with that. yeah, yeah. All right, so I have three ways of getting to the same question, and I don't know where you want to start. Okay, that seems ominous. How do you count breasts? What do you mean? So we're going into the Forbidden Bookshelf. Okay. And we have Denise Richards' autobiography, Rich Girl Next Door. Okay. And she is talking about, we kind of briefly mentioned that those didn't seem to be her original Right, set, no. And uh, I don't think they were her final set either okay so originally she said there was not much to speak of that's probably so is that one and two or is that first or is the first boob job the first i I, I don't exactly know the, the counting on that like how many breasts that she's had yes exactly I think that the... Like, do we say that she's had eight breasts or no. do we say that she's had... We have, we have sets. I think you have a pair you have of sets. breasts. You don't, you don't, yeah, you don't you have, have like breast seven and breast eight? No. Okay. No. So it's like the fourth pair Correct. or the second pair? That's... I would I would speak in, in twos. In twos. Okay. <laughs> I just got a little confused. Uh, well, because she's also talking about her agents and having storyboards in front of her and having conversations and negotiations with the producers on how many breasts and how many nipples she's going to show in this film and that that becomes comes down to one or two um i believe it is uh one two three four five and six at this point 
Well, but but they're but the producers aren't talking about that. They're talking about her current set of breasts. Yes, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's one or two of those. One or two of those. So, so this they, is the she, third set. You are the breaking, second you are breaking the pair in terms of negotiations potentially. Exactly. So, so you've you've broken the okay. pair. So they are no longer a. They're no longer a package deal. Okay. So I, I'm just getting really confused on that's a, that's, that, that's a lot. That's a lot to dive into. Um, I would say outside of negotiations, um, I would say that there are pairs. Package deal? Package deal. Okay. Um, okay. I understand that that's probably... Some... So we're seeing the third set in this film. Okay. Oh, wow. Really? I guess the uh, first set was nothing to write home about, according to her in her autobiography. Well, you're uh, talking second, about her, like her original, like her original, birth. yeah, like like a, what, what your mom. She gets it from her mama. Got, got okay. it. Okay. I mean, she's she's a thin framed woman. That makes sense. Yes, and I guess second set at 19 was a little bigger than she was planning on. So actually, to before this movie, to kind of celebrate, like, hey, like let's whip them out. Got a, a separate set, and uh, okay. they were a little. Even bigger than the first set, or the, the second set. The second set. I don't know. <laughs> Why don't you talk about implants? Implants, like set of implants. So her second, the second set, set, of set of implants. implants. The third set of breasts. Let's not. The, I don't think you need to. Talk. The first set doesn't count. <laughs> I don't think so. That's a null set. <laughs> null not, set. Okay. Not. <laughs> no. Null. <laughs> I mean, the concept of zero is very important in mathematics. <laughs> Is that fair? It's a null set. It's a null set. Okay. Then we have a first replacement, second okay. replacement. So this is the second set of implants. Okay. And I think she was extraordinarily unhappy with them, and they're the only set that's ever really made it into film. So. Um, I would say if we were being like, I don't want to judge. I mean, she's gonna put it out there. She's gonna put it out there. Oh, we're not here to say anything about women's bodies. We are here to be completely body positive. But you know, she's had some things that she. But wasn't they happy looked. With. I mean, it's obvious to yes. me that, like, yeah, that there, there's, there's some like natural occurrences that would have probably been happening that didn't happen, um, given given the surgeries. Yeah. So, by, I think by t- uh, 2004, when she did her Playboy shoot, that she made two million dollars for. Good for her. Girl, work it. <laughs> Good for <laughs> like, her. Rock and roll. Uh, yeah, she was on the fourth set or third. Third, third surgery. Third surgery. Third surgery. Yeah, and and it, it seems like more human. So okay, good. So yeah. So I'm, whatever um, makes her happy. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so I did actually go impressively deep on the history of uh, of breast augmentation and implantation. Okay. Um, first surgery. What, what do you think? First surgery. Oh, terrifyingly early. I'm sure. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> if I were to tell you it was on the Austria-German border. Ooh, I would say that that is Nazi-affiliated. No. Not? Okay, well, that's that's good. Try like 40 years before. What? Like 1900? 1895. The what? first known breast augmentation surgery. It's a uh, post-mastectomy. Okay. Uh, somebody took out some tissue from one to sort of try to even them out, and it, it didn't go so well. Uh, I guess the blood didn't quite flow. Right. So, so not so great. Uh, so really, that's about the extent of, of breast augmentation until the mid-40s. So really, truly to just restore at that point. We weren't- This in, was reconstruction, yes. Right. We weren't in the, in, the, in the set of augmentation really, truly. No. I think augmentation really comes into play- with uh, Japanese uh, 
sex workers in uh, trying to attract GIs during World War II. Interesting. That's still really early. And it was largely just injections of industrial-grade silicone Ooh. or goat's milk or paraffin. Or, uh, apparently there's uh, silicon rot is a uh, thing. Not not a great oh, time no. for anybody. Like my face right now. I did find a uh, an article from, I think, Women's Day or something in 1946 for like, for only thirty nine ninety nine, you can have a painless procedure to increase your bosom by up to two inches oh, if you just fly to Japan. Oh <laughs> man, that I mean, that's like that's like the butt stuff that happened has happened like in this. Oh, yeah, it's like south of the border BBLs. Like, just like yeah. yeah, like injecting cement into your ass. See, we're totally woke. We we know what BBLs are. We know what BBL girl. So we're we're into that. Um, so uh, breast implants predate the Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act. Of course they do. Anything like that does. <laughs> That's why a lot of that stuff exists is because all of this crazy shenanigans are See, happening. See, as a pharmacist, like the Controlled Substance Act and the Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act, guys, like, sit down by the fire, listen to my fireside chat. You don't want to know what you're taking that predates the Food, Drug, and Cosmetics <laughs> Act. It is disturbingly close to the time where we live in right now. And a lot of medications predate that and get away with a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine there's a lot of grandfathering in. And I don't think we should really talk about grandfathering and breast <laughs> augmentation. But um, yeah, I would imagine most legislation or maybe legislation is not the right word, but like um, monitoring or anything happens because shenanigans and whatever are afoot and i've said shenanigans twice i don't even use that word in a regular That's a great basis. word though you should use it more oh, okay Shenan what with all the shenanigans and going on <laughs> you see <laughs> <laughs> um so what we know now as the modern breast implant was uh developed by dow corning okay i don't know if you're familiar with dow chemicals mm -hmm. kind of famous for being the first to make to be able to extract bromine and uh, is just kind of the, still the major chemical supply company in the world. And Corning, uh, we have Corningware, we have Pyrex. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so they got together uh, with a the company. They eventually sold the company off to DuPont, who, if you're from Nashville, you know, is just yeah. DuPont's right just down right down the, down the road. corner. We have many little towns that are built by DuPont. Yeah. So, uh, so it's really it's really Pyrex and Dow Chemicals that that make boobies. So good okay. for them. Cool. Um, yes, you mentioned that silicon was no longer allowed. There was a time where we thought that silicon was probably a problem, but it appears that uh, everything right now is completely safe. They're back on the market. They're okay. here to stay. Uh, they are, I guess, any implant maybe has somewhere between a 10 to 15 year lifespan, which I don't think I really realized before doing this research, that once you get one, it's kind of... Got to get them worked on every every hundred fifty thousand miles. <laughs> I have to have yeah, have them have them serviced. Like, yeah. does that mean take them out or like? I, I think it often is a, a replacement, but sometimes oh, wow. it's just a uh, you know clear up some scar tissue and and reshape. But yeah, that's there's, a lot, man. I don't, yeah, I don't think those those billboards on the side of the road where they say like big titties three thousand dollars. I don't think really. They're not, the fact, like, they're not hey, talking like, about the life term of this investment. I mean, you buy a BMW and... I mean, every time you crack the hood, uh, you know. <laughs> there's it's expensive. That's exactly, true. Exactly, exactly. Oh, so. man, that makes me think of, like, you know, my friend uh, much later in life. 
well, not much later in life, but she was always like very small framed, but kind of big hipped. Like even so much she would talk about when she got measured for her wedding dress, they were like, you know, measure, measure, measure. And they were like, that's not possible. Like did it again because she was like so small up top. But what you're saying basically is baby got back? Very much so. Okay. Very much so. Little in the middle, but she had much back. Um, and so she did eventually do that. And like one had to be like from underneath. One was like straight through the nipple. And she sent me pictures. And for some reason. I feel like I had your phone when she sent you the pictures. I was like, uh, you just got a image file from I was Blackberry. Like, I was like, like, don't, don't open it. it. Don't open well, it. Because it kept sending. Like, like it wouldn't go through. And like, so I think I got like five or six of them. There's like over and over. And they were terrifying, like Frankenstein level, like stitches and stuff. I was like, do not open that. If you ever want to see a breast, like love a breast ever again, you don't want to look at these pictures. I remember that. You had your like not iPhone smartphone on Verizon. And, right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, my like, babe, like, like somebody just sent you something like, from Blackberry, like, like, <laughs> like jumping in slow motion. Like, if you want to live, like <laughs> you will be forever scarred if you see these photos. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so we got off on a bit of a, a tangent <laughs> there. Um, so straight into happier songs about drugs. Okay. Okay. We were talking about semi charm, semi charm kind, kind of, of life. life. There she goes, right? Which sixpence none the richer might have, which from just right down the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, who I actually saw win a battle of the bands at Rocket Town in like 1995. Wow, well long before they were on Rex Records. It was a record label, really, of like lots of death metal and industrial rock, and then sixpence none the richer's on it. <laughs> Aw, so. Uh, but yeah, uh, they had no idea that song was about heroin when they recorded it. Oh, really? Because yeah, <laughs> yes. they did a cover. I found um, Can't Feel My Face by The Weeknd. Okay, yeah. Uh, it's a song about cocaine. That, that might makes... be one of the happier songs about drugs. Yeah, because it sounds like love. <laughs> I can't feel my face when I'm with you. Um, I think that Tom Cruise did that on like, Lip Sync Battle. Oh, man. It was good. Oh, that is amazing. Does Huey Lewis in the News, I Want a New Drug count? It's not really about drugs. I mean, I it's don't about know side effects, but it 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 caused a major lawsuit. Oh man, did it ever? Yeah, I mean that's. I still don't think that it's similar enough to the Ghostbusters theme song to have been like like litigious. The but... main guitar riff of "I Want a New Drug" is the guitar riff for the verse of Ghostbusters. Okay. And guess what's the least important part of the song? The Ghostbusters song. The verse. What's the, the verse. important part? Like, I ain't afraid of no ghost. Right. Watch out. We're going to get sued by Huey Lewis. <laughs> we didn't do any of the bump bump. Well, now you just did. Uh, well, he can't hear now. Oh, he can hear. I think he just, he can't something else. Oh, it's is sad. he like dizzy or something? It's something sad. Guys, we saw Huey Lewis and it was a huge bucket list moment. It was amazing. And he played for three and a half hours. And we it had was to leave am- early because we had a a plane to the Dominican Republic at like 6 a.m. We had to be at the, at the airport at 3.30 and he was still playing at midnight. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was so good though. Everybody uh, was so amazing. Um. Oh, I completely I have another page here. Uh, going deeper on 
um, Am- not Amity Horror. Come on, on Poltergeist. Oh, okay, yeah. So we talked about the native burial ground trope, right? Native burial ground trope dates back to nineteen eighty, sorry, nineteen seventy-seven. Okay, so not that much. The novel, the Amityville Horror. That's that's where I'm getting oh, screwed okay. up. Oh, okay, okay. So now the movie Amityville Horror didn't really, <laughs> but but old Steve was like, "Hey guys, like I see what you're doing there." Yes, this trope is five years old when they're doing Poltergeist. It's so played and done now. It is. I mean, but I guess, I mean, we're, we're looking, we're watching it and seeing it now, and you know, 30, 39 years four later. years later. Ugh. <laughs> uh, so many years later. Yeah. But. <laughs> and so I also have strobe lights. Right, yeah. And I said, were they something scientific for taking slow motion photography or were they for clubs? Mm-hmm. And apparently kind of both. Okay. Apparently they were invented for taking slow motion photography, I guess taking pictures of, uh, of bullets in flight. That's interesting. And uh, and then we're pretty much uh, mostly like by the Grateful Dead. Really? Yeah, we're kind of the first band to really get okay. behind them and then kind of the New York club scene after that. So Like what, like Studio 54 and... Any Warhol and stuff? Or? Yeah, yeah. So just... Meow, meow, meow. And then I have, from even before that, I have Clitters 3. <laughs> oh, so I broke cl- down... A, a Clitters throwback. Yeah, I did break down and Google Clitters. Not as exciting as you would think. Really? Clitters is actually an English word. Okay. It means to make a thin, vibratory, rattling sound. The coded message clittered over the radio speakers. Huh. So like James Bond would like hear something clittered over the over the secret telecom and I mean James Bond would do some clittering. Right. But right. Not even, yeah. <laughs> he would like hear clittering and then go uh, clitter. Go here we go a clittering. <laughs> 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 yeah. He, he's like, I hear it. Let's go do it. <laughs> here we go a clittering. I don't Money know. Money penny. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a pretty great song. <laughs> Um, corrections and omissions. Oh. I said that Bill Murray at this time was doing Operation Dumbo Drop. Mm-hmm. No, Operation Dumbo Drop was um, Ray Liotta. Okay, another pocked face man. No, but Bill Murray was doing Larger Than Life, another movie about he got a huge inheritance from his uncle that was an elephant. So there's like two elephant movies. There's two in the elephant of a movies year. of pocked face man. With elephant, yes. With attitudes, with a little bit of crazy eyes that have questionable <laughs> hairlines. What what happens with that in Hollywood? Like, so where in the zeitgeist do like, people, like, just get in their brain? Two, two asteroid movies. Let's... Right, like, uh, what, Deep Impact, Deep Impact and, and Armageddon. Armageddon. We had two Capote movies <laughs> at the exact same time. Um, yeah, like, everybody just, like, thinks they have this original idea. Let's it, do two white guys with elephants. It, it's like kids' names. Someone like names their kid something and they're like, it's the most amazing original thing. And then it's like on the top 10 list. Like, where did that even come from? I mean, I understand like Aiden and stuff, um, but like, you know, I don't know where Madison starts happening and all of those names and they're like just ubiquitous. Anyway, yeah, something we all get into a general wavelength. Yeah, but Bill Murray was really kind of having a slump at this point. Mm hmm. I mean, we had the man who knew too little. Right. Which, 
I think retrospectively is kind of thought as maybe better than the critics thought at the time. Is it a play on the man who knew too much? Yes. Yeah. It's a spy flick. Okay. Okay. But it's a spy spoof. So. Okay. Have we talked about what I think about spoofs on this podcast yet? No. Uh I loved spoofs growing up. That's not a secret to me. We're going to get into, I mean, speaking of Charlie Sheen and Denise Richards, we're going to get into Hot Shots in reference to another film. I'll let okay. you guys percolate on that for a little bit. What am I, What what is forbidden? What did my mother just spout out was a spoof in Hot Shots? And I, years later when I learned what this movie was, flipped the hell out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yes, but as an adult with a fully formed brain watching spoof movies, I wonder a little bit, I mean, like watching Airplane or Caddyshack, it's just not funny. It, so many of them, some, some are played really, really well. I mean, History of the World, uh, we should um, probably do Spaceballs because that was turned off at my house. Yeah, we can we can do Spaceballs. But I just don't think it's going to be funny. But even, even okay, so, and I'm totally blinking out on, it's a Sherlock Holmes movie. It's very, very underplayed. We watched it as, like, one of our first movies. Oh, like, yes, 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 yes. You know, together. With, was that Michael Caine? Michael Caine. Michael Caine. And, and Ben, ben Kingsley, Kingsley as Mr. Watson, the crime doctor or whatever. Yes, yes. So it's a Sherlock Holmes movie, and I'm totally blanking out on what it's called um but it is very subtle i think it's really well done um but i think in this time period in the late 70s early 80s it's just like it's just shouting, mel gibson saying shouting like, shouting shouting saying like hey let's make jew jokes and and make puns on names I, it's just a ton. I mean, then we get into the Naked Gun, you know, series. We get into Leslie Nielsen, and he just shouts louder and <laughs> falls down and wears prosthetics. And it's just... I don't know. Didn't we watch the opening to one of the Naked Guns, and it's like the shootout? It, okay, so here I'm saying I hate spoofs, but it's the shootout with all the with the baby carriage in the uh, the Untouchables. And there's like a hundred baby carriages <laughs> and just like Iranian terrorists and Hare Krishnas and just like every whatever it's like. anything that could be anything and yes during this time a spoof is just like this movie was like a three let's make it a hundred and three and just throw <laughs> everything in there so yes they don't they don't really rewatch very well they're funny in the moment but once you've seen it like its first impact is it's it doesn't have the impact anymore you've already seen it it's not funny anymore i feel the same way about all and then we get into the 90s with the scary movies the um teen movies all, all all of those spoofs and they're just like trope 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 uh, trope see, trope, trope another trope. teen movie is fantastic like the first ones are fine but then it's we the get last into... great spoof maybe and and it, it it might have it did what american pie and there's something about mary did it launched a new like it relaunched the r-rated spoof and i feel like all the r-rated spoofs to come were terrible but i don't know maybe maybe i just don't like weigh-ins but I love the Wayanses. They just, I think that with those, there were too many physical props. Mm, yeah. I think that they leaned on too much physical, physical prop comedy to, and, and too less much about. shout comedy. What's that? Too much shout comedy. Just A lot just of shout comedy it. and just like a lot of like literal like dildo dicks going through someone's ear and in, in, you know, the, the scary movies. Like, did you really need that? I mean, we could use more puns. That, that's what a lot of. <laughs> I mean, when in doubt, go with a pun instead of a dildo. 
I'm just staring at Jenny <laughs> here. Staring at me. I'm thinking like, I, d- I disagree 100%. <laughs> Fewer puns and more dildos in life. We will have to just agree to disagree on that. We'll just have to have this discussion off camera <laughs> or off mic. <laughs> it might just be a discussion that continues to happen depending on the movies that we watch. Dildo or pun? Like what, what would make this scene funnier? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, okay. The champagne. The champagne? When uh, Denise Richards oh, corners right, 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 right. Yeah. In, the, in the script, uh-huh. it was a dildo. In the script, it was a dildo? And not of... champagne. Wait, what? That doesn't even make sense. And she's like holding something. You think it's a gun. She's got it like under the... Oh. She's got it under the towel. You think she's got, got a gun on him. And she pulls away to champagne. Yeah, in the script, it was a dildo. That's not sexy. The champagne's better. The champagne, champagne wins in that. The champagne's better. not a pun, though. No, the champagne's not a pun. But champagne's way, like, way better, way sexier. They're celebrating something. Why would you do that with a dildo? Even they do talk about a dildo later on when they're talking about the frame-up job and all the photos mm-hmm. that uh, Nev Campbell took, which yes. is like, whoa. <laughs> That's a lot for... It's for 98, that was a bunch. It's a lot for 98, and then we also forget. I mean, we've been dispensers, so we, it's, it's it's apparently like, you know, G-rated now, but. Uh, well, we're also forgetting this is like a high schooler. True, She's a true. senior year, and we're I'm assuming we're to assume that everyone is 18. We don't get into any of that. Let's just go with it. They, don't, they don't specifically like, no. there's something about, or, or blame it on Rio, like, oh, everybody's actually underage, like on no. purpose. I, I think that we're to assume everyone's 18 and we just leave it at that. But still, this is still a high schooler. And that's something I didn't even talk about that I've been thinking about. These are really sophisticated plans. And I don't care how smart Nev Campbell is supposed to be. And like some genius level, whatever. This is a lot of scheming. This is a <laughs> lot of assumptions that things are going to play out exactly like you think they will. And I just, yeah. I'm jumping around all over the place in my notes just as the conversation goes on. So I'm sorry if something seems discombobulated, but that brings me to a quote in Entertainment Weekly. We're in uh, print for 1999 from uh, Kevin Bacon. He's talking about the script. He says, the trashiest piece of crap I've ever read. But every few pages, I kept discovering something wasn't what it seemed. Every few pages, there was another surprise. Huh? That's a pretty good <laughs> review of this movie. It is. From the guy who produced it and started it. He's like, oh, oh, oh. You know, and I'm, I'm Kevin Bacon's been around. Um, so correction and omission number two. I said that it was the Verve pipe and case choice that played the to exit in a few days before my my 18th birthday. Mm-hmm. No, it was tonic and tonic. case choice. I mean, if you could only see the way she loves me, maybe you'd understand <laughs> what I must do and why I forgot what band was playing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, both all all very important. Um, so I have Wild Things was a modest hit. 20 okay. million budget made 30. Okay. At the box office. Huge video rental hit. So that makes sense. <laughs> there are lots There's of a people. lot of people who wanted to watch this in the privacy of their own homes. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, followed by three sequels. Really? Yes. Who's, all direct to video. Who's in them? Nobody you have ever heard of. So it's all just kind of. But yes, Wild Things 2, Wild Things Diamonds in the Rough Part 3, and then Wild Things 
Foursome, released in 2010. 2010. So they were making sequels to this fairly recently. Like, after the Avengers, <laughs> they, were still make, they were still making sequels to this. I don't know why we keep on coming back. We bag on the Avengers a lot. I don't know. But. We just don't feel like Avengers and Wild Things live in the same universe. Do they not? I mean, I mean, is there a way that we can connect Wild Things to the Avengers universe? Can we deep know. dive into who who's in them? Oh, my goodness. Is, is Kevin Bacon somehow... Like, can we I six degrees of Kevin Bacon the Avengers? Oh, I can, we could 100% six degrees <laughs> it, but I, I think that there's even probably a more direct way. But yeah, there's definitely a six degrees. That was amazing. Oh my gosh. So this episode is brought to you by hashtag free the bacon. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he said he's not allowed to say that, but if you guys want to hashtag forbidden cinema and, and free the bacon, free the, that doesn't hashtag mean free the bacon no sitting dick pics. dick pics, but I appreciate that. I mean, he's being funny and it's hilarious, but he's got a point. He definitely does. I, I think the point is probably there's too much female nudity in Hollywood, but... I think we talked a little bit about this, though, that part of it is men want female nudity. Do women really want male nudity? Mm. I think you should. I mean, I, I will say, like, as soon as he turned around, I was like, do we just see his dick? Like, <laughs> I mean, I don't know how I feel about it. It's fine. I'm not offended by it, but it was surprising because it doesn't happen very often. But that was hilarious. I mean, I... I Hats off, I or pants off. I don't, I don't know. But I, I, really... I think, I think pants off. Pants I think that's the best off. way. To, I don't think taking hats off is gets really what you're trying to get there. That was fantastic. Love Kevin Bacon. Yeah. So we briefly discussed he the career it. of of Denise Richards. Mm-hmm. So I just want to look at this real quick. I mean, because we go from a couple of guest stars on Melrose Place, Weird Science. Uh, Blues Traveler video to Starship Troopers, Wild Things, Drop Dead Gorgeous, The World Is Not Enough over the course of about 18 months. That's a that's huge. That is amazing. I mean, you go from character actor to Bond girl in about a year and a half. That is crazy. That's I, amazing for her. But then also it makes me a little sad because I know that that trajectory does not keep on the rise like I mean, that. Then two years later, she's in Valentine, which was a pretty big flick with David Boreanaz. And it was, it was a horror flick, okay. a slasher flick. Uh, David Boreanaz, Catherine, a very young Catherine Heigl hmm. was in that flick. I, you know, then an episode of Friends. And then pretty whatever, pretty, she's in five episode run on Spin City and meets Charlie Sheen. And she's uh, basically a mom for the I next. I was going to ask, like, when when does Charlie Sheen happen in this? And then, she's you know. A, yeah, several episodes of Spin City after after Michael J. Fox left. And so, I mean, kind of the rest is history. I mean, you've got Undercover Brother, uh, Scary Movie I, 3. I will I, say I'm, her role in that is pretty, like, underplayed. But she plays, she's pretty funny in that. We just talked about Scary Movie and, like, not really being a fan. And there she is. Um Love Actually, I mean, give give up for a, a moment for Love Actually. She oh, is she's fantastic so good. In fact, I mean, in she that. shows up kind of last minute, but we've got kind of a, a a little bevy of female like hot chicks mm-hmm. that uh, Colin's got a big dog <laughs> and he's got a big knob. Um, you know, shows up in America, and it's like 
you know. Everything he described was going to happen in his crazy sex dream. Right. Happens. He's going to, he goes to a bar. He meets like a group of girls all in cowboy hats. And it's like, I'm trying to think everybody. It, it's a, a what's her face from the girl next door. Um, you, like you've seen that movie way more than I have. I know exactly who you're talking about from 24. From yeah, 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 yeah. yeah her. her and like chick who's in. She plays a Russian chick a lot. Yes, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and like she's in like head over heels with <laughs> Pretty Prince Jr. That's one that Jenny made me watch. I love that, that movie. It is absolutely amazing. It's bonkers. Like why had I not gotten that in my life earlier? It's so funny. But she like her and then oh someone else that I can't remember and then oh 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 it's uh, Shannon Elizabeth. Oh Shannon Elizabeth is in that. Yeah. You might be right. I'm pretty sure it's Shannon Elizabeth, you know, um, American American Pie fame. And then we've got Denise Richards sewing up. Last, Actually, she, she sews up. She does not show up. Is she the, the, the real friendly one, I think? And the Yeah, but we don't see her face. She, like, shows up at the, at the house or whatever. Like, she walks up. But, like, from the back, we see her face back in London. Yeah, Shannon Elizabeth is Harriet the sexy one. Uh-huh. Denise Richards is Carla the real friendly one. Yeah, so they're all the one. That's kind of great. Who, who are the other two actresses? Um, Come on. This is a really big cast. Alicia Cuthbert. Yes. And January Jones? And oh, Ivana Milosevic. Okay, so there's like five of them. Then. Ivana Milosevic? Is that... Are you serious? Yeah. Is that the same... Are, is that happening in real life right now? You're looking at me like I should know something She's, that you're thinking. I have told you about her in Banshee a hundred times. Oh, okay. She, like, a guy goes to prison to protect her, comes out of prison ten years later. We never even know the main character's real name. He, like, takes on this persona of the sheriff in this small town. Yeah. And she has... Oh, it's like, her? I didn't realize that. That's her, yeah. She's, like, soccer mom now, you know, married to the local prosecutor, mayor, whatever, and, you know, has a special needs child and an older daughter that might be main character's child. Uh, oh, my... That's her. Are you even frigging kidding me? Yeah, she's, like, like, a Russian chick in Head Over Heels. I mean, she's Carrie. But she's also Anastasia. <laughs> I don't even remember what her name is in uh, Head Over Heels. It also has like Shalom Harlow and... I don't even know if I can watch Head Over Heels again knowing that that is so wild. She's I mean, so funny in that too. I mean, she is just like absolutely stone cold, straight up murderer in, in Banshee. She's I mean, not she... not that in Head Over Heels. You kind of get that vibe. It's like... Uh, she, it's she, all played for laugh. It's not. There's nothing funny about Banshee. No, no. But in Head Over Heels, like she's very like deadpan. Like this is what we like. She could be living both those lives, uh, for sure. No, no. She's gonna have like unhappy, you know, un like sad sex with her husband. Go touch herself in the shower. Go like jump the main character and then go stab someone in the throat in this movie. I mean, this that's is a, that's a whirlwind or, of emotions. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a glass case of emotions. That That's basically, that's, that's basically what Banshee is. Okay. It was kind of, it, it's like game of Thrones meets the Amish community. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah. So moving on, I've got um, Matt Dillon. Correct. Is left-handed. So is Denise Richards. 
Oh, wow. Interesting little factoid. Um, Both deviants. So Nev Campbell is Denise Richards' aunt. We kind of talked about how they were sort of related. We never got into like... It felt like a real like I'm my own grandpa situation. And they were going at it. Yeah, we didn't even. We talk did not about even that. talk about how problematic that is in retrospect. Like we like, we didn't talk about like how much does Nev Campbell know? Hmm. How much is she aware of? Like, um, grim her grandma, not her grandma, seems to know everything. So I'm guessing she it makes knows me think everything. she knows everything. Probably so, and she's playing it all like long game, high scale. But even then, we're still talking about an 18 year old. I'm sorry. I don't care how smart you think you are when you're 18. You are not a mastermind. Right. Let's go almost get drowned by my niece and then dill each other and then go right. like frame whatever and get a settlement. Like that's that's a lot. It's a lot. And but- then spear gun murder the cop that shot my boyfriend. Like that's. It's, it's a lot, a lot. But she does kind of seem to hold back a little bit in the sex scenes. Maybe that's why. Maybe we think it's for some other reason, but maybe that's why. Hmm. Um, I have kind of a interesting little just aside here that uh, reading some criticism of the film. Mm-hmm. Every character that touches a gun is shot to death in this movie. Okay. I mean, we see her dealing with her assault and she's out there shooting. Okay. And then we see Kevin Bacon. I mean, yeah. he shot with a spear gun, but he's still shot. But he's shot to death, yeah. And then we have the principal or whatever talking about how, you know, the barracuda, it's poisonous if you eat it. And it's like, what is this? Like, not as poisonous as all the women you've ever loved or something like that. And then he's poisoned by the woman he loves. Interesting. There's a lot of foreshadowing for the deaths of the main characters in this film. That's a, That seems like some real Shakespeare stuff. <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Like It seems way smarter than it has any right to be. Yeah. Also read an interview with uh, Kevin Bacon that none of the actors knew what the hell was going on, who was doing what. <laughs> oh, really? They're just like, and, plus, they were filming this out of sequence, so, so nobody just knew scene anything. To scene. There was a real kind of like a, okay, you're betraying who, you're, you're double-crossing. A lot of Shakespeare stuff then, very much so. <laughs> so, yeah, they kind of had like a script supervisor who was like trying to basically like, oh, what's my motivation? Like, eh. You know? They needed a diagram. You needed like a, Yeah. Yeah, but they just wrote sex crimes on the board. So there was no <laughs> right. Room to write. Like a big, like, it, it really needed a, a fingernail scratch as he underlined sex crimes from <laughs> right to left, like a sexual deviant. <laughs> Nobody does that. So I have um, going through Playboy in the time. It is, they don't even mention this in the sex in the really? cinema. Not even They're mentioned. becoming less and less plugged in. Okay, they do mention the, the front line, headline, Sex in the Cinema, okay. 1998. Okay. You had any idea? No, not for, nine. I mean, 98, I'm not plugged in. I can't, I don't, I know things happen in that general idea area, but I don't know like year to year necessarily. Draw me like one of your French girls. Oh, okay. That's 98. That's pretty sexy. It's pretty sexy, but it's not pretty, this. It's, I, but it's PG-13, so everybody saw it. But why is Playboy caring what PG-13 is? Because it was sex and everybody saw it. It was the biggest thing in sex and culture that year. Yeah, but that's, I mean, they can include that, but their readership is not concerned about the PG-13 movies. No, not Are they really? No. So They're trying to maintain some journalistic integrity here. I guess, but they also seem like 
they're more and more losing the zeitgeist of oh, what's there, sexy. There's some there's some late night cable stuff in Sex in the Cinema. This like year. I said, like Hugh Hefner is just dialing into what he happens to be waking up in his lazy boy and seeing. <laughs> Hugh Hefner is late night cable. I'm sorry, in he's Barco lounger. <laughs> Yeah, he's like falling asleep because none of his girl next doors want to actually sleep with him. Falling asleep in his chair, waking up in the middle of the night going, huh, this is sexy. Put it in the book. (laughs) But the front page also includes as good as it gets and great expectations. Okay. So all movies of artists drawing their nude muses. This is true. I have not seen great expectations. I love it. I I remember it being a powerful trailer. The trailer's better than the movie. (laughs) Much better than the movie. Are so many 90s movies. I know. So many 90s movies are that way. I mean, so many movies with Ethan Hawke are that way. Uh, We get into the before trilogy, biggest disappointment of my life. (laughs) I did have a moment, though, because I was two days ago was I needed some pens for work and mm-hmm. i'm really kind of hovering between the pilot juice and the and the sharpie uh you know so it's nerd but amazon recommended that like oh for like 12 dollars, people that buy this also buy and like a, a beginner artist set and i've ne- i've always kind of wanted an artist set so i bought like a set of artist pencils and a sketch pad and then today i'm regretting <laughs> 1998 the year i became a man is like the year of drawing naked ladies so are you uh, gonna want to draw me like a french girl i don't know it could happen maybe <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I can't make the argument that it will never happen i'm sorry uh, okay fine well we'll put that on instagram and <laughs> sure okay <laughs> just follow us at uh, forbidden instagram.com <laughs> to, to watch the evolution of my of my life drawing right as i like am uh, reduced to a stick figure with a giant <laughs> necklace <laughs> <laughs> probably big boobs <laughs> so circle circle dot dot <laughs> um 54 and starship troopers both feature in Sex and Cinema this year. 54. 54, Studio 54 movie uh, with Nev Campbell. And I think... Uh, oh, I didn't know Nev Campbell was in that. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah. Who's she playing? A, some she lady do- that goes to Studio 54? I don't oh, know. They're not doing like a bunch of bio swaps? I think there's probably Disco Granny and Andy Warhol. Is Andy Warhol Studio 54? Or is yeah. he after that? No, he's Studio 54. Okay, yeah. There's probably an Andy Warhol. It's probably not as good as David Bowie and Basquiat. Uh, but... I don't know who it is. Is um, Austin Powers, Mike Myers, is he in it? In 54? Yeah, I feel like he's in I it. I don't know. I feel know. like that might be like his big drama role. I feel that like he... this is a hole for me. Gotcha. I feel like that maybe he thought this was going to be his Boogie Nights and it wasn't. Aww, this Mike might have Myers. even been before Boogie Nights, but you know what I mean? Like we're. Oh, I'm curious then. This could have been his Ali, but it wasn't. I, haven't, I have not seen 54. I, I really either. don't know anything about it. I mean, it's about Studio 54. I get that now, but <laughs> I'm curious because it go a lot of different ways. But yeah, Studio 54 and Starship Troopers, both featuring main characters in this movie, are considered sexier by Playboy than this film. Well, okay. I think that's Play. Someone in Playboy is not doing their research. Someone in Playboy is like, look at Mr. Skin, which probably didn't exist at this moment. Um, but it existed at some point, even when the, you know, knocked up people think that 
that's not made. <laughs> that was a yet. good joke. That was a really good joke. Like I never heard of it. I never heard of it. Oh, I saw it, but didn't see the relevance. <laughs> right. Like that's, a- that's what it feels like here. Cause there's a lot of nakedness in Starship Troopers. And there's, there's sexuality in Starship Troopers, but it's like weird. It's sexuality played against kind of a, Oh, Hey, maybe we're the Nazis. It's very complicated, it's- but it, it, there's a lot more of just like asexuality. Like everyone is equal, men and women serving together, like everybody's naked, where it's not a big deal. Where this, this is all about sex and temptation and all the wrong things. You know, like we're talking about teachers and students and champagne and dildos and murder and all the intrigue, this really should be fitting more into Playboy's idea of sex in the cinema for this year. I mean, I'm not the play I'm not the editor of Playboy, but I feel like I'm a better editor of Playboy <laughs> in nineteen ninety eight than they were. Well the magazine is defunct now, but do you want to relaunch it? I mean <laughs> The, I'm sure that the rights are just astronomical. I don't feel like they've made money in the magazine in a decade. I feel like the only thing they make money on are logos sold to other things. So. I'm not interested in the logo. <laughs> uh, Ewan McGregor is featured in this year's Sex and Cinema uh, in Velvet Goldmine. Have you ever seen that? I have it's not. a Christian Bale movie. Ah. It's loosely based on the career of David Bowie. Uh, I don't. It mentions nude scenes. I've seen it, but not in a bunch of years. I've not seen it Yeah, at it all. mentions nude scenes with uh, uh, John Rice Myers okay. and uh, Ewan McGregor and Eddie Izzard. Which, Interesting. Yeah, okay. I don't know if I would have realized who Eddie Izzard was in 1998. I feel like that was like 2003, 2004 before we saw him. Right. We did see him in Memphis right after going for the first time ever to a Brazilian steakhouse. Brazilian steakhouse. We, we did not pace ourselves. We were so like meat sweats, which I even hate saying that phrase. It grosses me out. We were meat sweating through the through the Memphis Delta, walking too many blocks to the Orpheum, and, and then the Orpheum that like had no air. It was so hot. He was funny as all get out. I just could not laugh because was I was so miserable, so uncomfortable. It was very sad. I'd like to see try and see him again somewhere, but I don't feel like he's been in the U.S. since then. Yeah, I feel like a lot of his comedy hasn't aged well. But well, it's complicated, like because he—I don't know how he identifies, but I feel like how he used to identify is not not a not really a successful or no, appropriate way to identify anymore. Apparently, yeah. but but then also I think that's not fair. How are we, who are we to? say how someone should identify i i don't know anyway yeah. moving on so i just want you to take a look i don't even know what to say about but back to campus fashion just looks like what people are supposed to look like but is it this also a playboy says, again yeah why this is, is playboy, why is playboy doing campus fashion why are they doing fashion shoes? it also says the all-american look is low on fat phat and high on prep in 1998, I, that's yeah. 100%. That's totally right. It's not cool, but that's exactly how people would talk in 1998. I don't know. There's just... plaid. There's... I mean, that feels right to a certain degree, but why are they doing fashion shoots? I don't understand. <laughs> I mean, they're kissing, but Playboy doesn't seem about kissing in clothes. Like... <laughs> 
That's what we've got. I don't get it. We've got 2004, I think, is a more relevant issue of Playboy for this. Uh, 2004, so five, seven, six years later. Six years later, when Denise Richards is in here and they call her Wild Thing. Yes, they call her Wild Thing. Uh, everything on here. Uh, She's got some Bo Derek stuff going on with her hair. It says, Never before in the history of cinema has an actress worn 750 mLs of champagne so well. That's a good sentence. It's a good sentence. It's I, misogynistic. It's whatever. But I also think it's probably debatable. I, I I don't know. It feels like, have you watched all the movie where people get champagne poured on their breasts? I haven't, but is that a... Is that a it's not a challenge. It's not a challenge. <laughs> we don't have time for that. <laughs> is that the, a part of the forbidden journey? Do we do a... <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I can find somewhere. I'm, we have the internet. I'm sure we can find a list of like all movies where someone's ever had champagne poured on them. That's a lot. But I would say 1998 seems late for that being the best and like only. Hmm. Just saying. I don't. Not one immediately comes to. I mean, like LMFAO videos, but that's all on asses. That's not on breasts. Right. There's a lot of asses. There's in a lot champagne. of ass champagne. A lot wasn't of... there even like an ass flavored champagne on some sort of I don't know. Saturday Night Live or Mad TV or something? Probably on Saturday Night or Mad TV. Sure, for sure. Yeah. But I mean, she talks about getting crunked before the three way scene in Nev Campbell's trailer. So, <laughs> um, very early in this issue, we come across an ad for some cologne that I just mentioned to you that there was an ad for cologne that I wanted you to see. Mm-hmm. What are you seeing, babe? Oh, man. It is Trump and Melania. Donald she- Trump, the fragrance. Ew. Ew. Do you want to know what's even worse? This thing is in 2021. Still extraordinarily highly reviewed in like fragrance quarterlies or whatever as I've, one of the better men's fragrances that's ever been devised. Like, I've never seen it. I've never seen it in a department store or anything because it feels like that's where it would be. I, I don't think it has the name behind it. It's not Giorgio Armani. It's not Bulgari. It's not whatever. But it just people that smell things say that it's one of the best fragrances <laughs> that's ever been released. And that makes me sad. That's beyond very measure. disappointing. And also disappointing. Looking at this photo, his, his hair situation. I know we talk about his hair all the time, but he has no forehead. <laughs> like, because those aren't bangs. I'm pretty sure he's not supposed to have bangs. I, I don't understand. I, I feel like this photo needs to be included in our social media. So how about this one right here? That's for Stetson. hot. Matthew McConaughey and a Stetson cologne ad. I'm all for it. And then we have Appleton Estates Rum giving us a advertisement for the exotic bird. Oh, okay. Not the... Not a jungle bird. Okay. No. So it's Appleton Estates, pineapple juice, ginger ale, lime, and sugar. So they replaced the Aperol from a jungle bird, from a true tiki classic with ginger ale. It's 2004. People aren't ready for a tiki revival just yet. Probably People aren't not. really ready for Aperol. I don't, I th- no, probably... craft cocktails are not as as out there. As... And there's also an Appleton Cosmo. So... Ew. A rum Cosmo? Yes, yes. There's a rum Cosmo. Um, we have a thing about uh, riot control and crowd control. 
that hasn't aged very well. No. Somebody talking about how great of an invention plastic cuffs are instead of traditional cuffs after like zip tie man in January 6th. Uh, yeah, this this advances in crowd control has not aged well. I don't well. think that that's Playboy's place. No, no, not at all. Um, interview with Norman Mailer. Norman <laughs> I'm Gr- sorry. All I ever think about Norman Mailer is he shows up in Gilmore Girls. <laughs> And, like, that's how Suki knows that she's Suki, not Suki. Sorry. <laughs> Suki is True Blood. Suki is Gilmore Suki. Girls. Um, how she knows that she's pregnant because she, her taste buds are off and he, like, thinks something is, like, too salty. And that's how, like, she knows that she's pregnant is, like, giving Norman Mailer a meal. It's so weird. A quote from Norman Mailer. I think sometimes if porny films had come along when I was a young man would have dispensed with a lot of friction in my personal life. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, Norma Mailer, what a play on words. <laughs> I mean, I don't even. Porny films. Porny films. One, two. <laughs> friction in my life. Very uh, understood. Well played. I mean, if you're, that's the reason you're getting married like a bazillion times is just because you're looking for a way to get things going then you know i guess porny films are could have been quicker (laughs) the importance of being dino the coolest dead man who ever lived dean martin i like dean martin i do not enjoy his music but see i feel like dean martin made me realize i'm old Dean Martin made you Dean feel like Martin. you're old? Because I'd rather listen to Dean Martin than Slayer. When did that happen? Because... Uh, four or five years ago. Okay. I mean, I'd rather listen to Chet Baker than Pearl Jam. I'm just... I got I, old. I mean, I would rather listen to Chet Baker than Pearl Jam. I hate... I'd rather listen to Sinatra I'm than... Not in Pearl Jam. Than any of my death metals, than Cradle of Filth. I mean, I just... <laughs> I got old, babe. Oh, my I brothers, don't... I was like getting old. I feel like that's refinement, personally. You can go with that if you want to. We have a $2,600 set of headphones with cords. Okay. So, yeah, Jay-Z has... Jay-Z, you could have made so much more money. (laughs) Uh, Let's see what else we have here. We have a time for top coats is the uh, fashion issue here. I mean, those top coats look pretty great. Yeah. One thing I noticed, even with the top coats, there are so many belly buttons on display. <laughs> when is this? 2004. 2004. Oh my so gosh, this is the year of the belly button. Belly this is the year of genie and a. I mean, I don't know if truly of genie in a bottle is 2004, but it's in that era. I don't know why we need to jean so low. I'm afraid we're headed back that direction. Don't do it. It's not flattering. Yeah, to go anyone. ahead, and go with it. Uh, no, I'm not yeah, doing. Go I'm with a, it. Not doing it. I hate it. I had no idea Kanye West was a thing. Kind of the head of the music poll in 2004. Oh, no. That that's was long early. before I knew yeah. who Kanye was. And uh, yeah, I see one of my patients on the next page who I like see at my store all the time, which is kind of weird. That is weird. I don't think you're allowed to talk about that. Well, I mean, that's, you know, there, there's like 20 people on there, so nobody really knows. Um, and then the last thing I really have from this issue, I mean, like that's set, set four, set three. What do we decide? That seems to fit her. 
yeah, her body great. shape a little better. Sure. Um, she's definitely, you mentioned that she's a little teeth forward in her acting. Uh-huh. She's a little teeth forward in her modeling, too. <laughs> if yep. we're gonna be completely completely honest yep. there's uh, there's definitely some teeth situation happening uh you can mail off 99 dollars in a check and get a chainmail dress back huh i don't know what happens if we call this 800 number I, I, we should try i mean the last time i called an 800 number from playboy it was from 76 where's I think. your phone put it on speaker let's do it right now all right let's see what happens So, if you're interested in saving money on homeowner insurance and want to hear about the best rates in the entire country, uh, we just had to have our uh, our roof replaced because of a tornado. We don't yeah. save money on home insurance. Your cable bill is outrageous, and the most frustrating part is you're paying for loads of channels you never watch. Outrageous and lows. We just tried to get chainmail bikini. And I mean, I think our package does actually include the Playboy channel. We don't watch it. So. So we have car insurance, internet, cable. Hi, this is Emma. Thank you for listening to our special promotions. I can help you with your call. Please tell me why you are calling today. It still seems weirdly sexual. I know. Trying to buy this um, uh, chainmail uh, dress from Playboy in 2004. All right. What company were you calling? Um... Uh, I don't know, some rando fashion company from Playboy in 2004? I'm not finding a match for your request. Do you have a pen handy so you can write down a number? Sure. You can try calling 1-800-712-6600 for more information. Let me give you that number again. The number is 1-800-712-6600. Thank you for calling us today. To call back and hear new exciting offers from our select partners, the number to call is 800-410-1660. All right, that didn't work. <laughs> should, we, should we try playboystore.com? I guess there is a website. <laughs> we'll, we'll look into that separately off mic. Right. That would seem, but still, like, I've never heard an automated voice say, hi, I'm Emma. Like, that seemed weird. <laughs> That seemed a little creepy. Yeah, it did. There's a little bit of uncanny valley there. Sorry, I hope that wasn't just a letdown. I, I don't know. I don't know. No, Do you I have anything else? Do you want to end on that? Or I just wanted to know what happened. I mean, obviously, that's Directv has taken over the 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 Playboy ad. Yeah. So I mean, we've uh, we've hit '90s music. We've hit how to count breasts. Uh, we've hit. Uh, Kevin Bacon Kevin, PSAs. Yes, yes. We've hit more dicks, uh, more dicks, more dicks. 
we've hit uh, some incest and like yeah we just made this thing sexy it's all over the place i'll give it that (laughs) anything else you got no, I think we went as deep as we can possibly go. I think, <laughs> I think we any might have gone a little too deep on is this one. <laughs> problematic. <laughs> All right, so we're going to get out of here. One last thing I have. Okay. Okay, so we're in Sex in the Cinema in 2004. Mm-hmm. All right, come on. Where you go? Where you go? Where'd you go? Where'd you go? Where'd you go? So we have um, Euro Trip. Okay. Lost in Translation. Mm-hmm. Kinsey. Okay. We have swimming pools. Did you ever see that? No. Uh, the Dreamers. No. We've watched a little bit of that. It's Bertolucci. It's that French student revolt oh, that yeah, has yeah, like yeah, a bunch yeah. of dicks and naked people. Yeah. Um, we have. Da, 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 da. Who do you see right there? Oh, that's really hard for me to see from here. I see Halle Berry as Catwoman. Okay. Yeah. 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 So we're not going to do that garbage at all. Never. We're never going to Halle Berry's Catwoman. That, that's just garbage. It does have Sharon Stone in it, though. Oh, is Question she? mark. I, I don't feel like she's the bad guy. She's like oh, some I think you're evil right. whatever who uses cosmetics to stay young forever. I think you're right. Maybe we should watch. I don't know. But we're going back to Batman Returns. We're going back to the movie that Jenny's parents <laughs> marched her out of. Yes. So we are going to a movie that I haven't seen in years because I just remember it being gross as all get out and Jenny's family remembers being scary. It was our basic instinct year's sexiest film of the year, according to Playboy. And I think it's gonna turn us into some some colder weather. Yeah. It's gonna it's gonna dive us a little bit into the holiday season and that will take us into the full blown Christmas season. Are we welcoming Christopher Walken to the Forbidden Timeline? We are, yes. And Danny DeVito. We've got Danny DeVito. Oh no, we're welcoming we're Danny welcoming DeVito him back. back. Yes. Yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer, is she first time? Yes. Okay. All right. So some sexiness in the cinema. Kind of wouldn't have thought it was number one over Basic Instinct, but uh, apparently two page spread. Apparently, play. uh, Apparently, uh, apparently, Playboy's into some cat ladies. Yes, obviously so. So we'll get into that. We'll get into some weird penguin shit, and uh, (laughs) yeah. Uh, So let us know what you think. Um, Your your musings on wild things or uh freeing was it freeing the bacon showing the bacon (laughs) i don't free the bacon i believe free the bacon um any of those things send us your dick pics uh have you seen uh the wild things two three and four yeah what i know all of that yeah you know you you go ahead and you you let us know wild things foursome i don't think we have the time to watch that no so yeah if you've seen it let us know what it's all about what the 411 is um anyway 411 i see what you did there (laughs) so forbidden cinema um on instagram and forbidden cinema podcast at gmail um make sure that you are subscribing rate and review we'd love to know what you think share it with your friends um hopefully we're saying some crazy things that you like can't believe we said and you're you're sharing with friends we love that and if you're in Italy and you're listening to this, let us know. I, I see you downloading our stuff. Yes, yeah, so I, I don't know who you, you are. I need to know everything about you. Like, what is going on? How did you find it? What is happening? I need to know everything about your life. I want to know where you live. We want to come and visit you. Right. And excuse. So, excuse. <laughs> ciao. Ciao, ciao, ciao. Uh, well, we will be back with Batman Returns um, next week. And thanks so much. Love you guys. Bye, guys.